With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sports books. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Law Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. We're recording? Mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Today is... Tuesday, November 23rd, when we're recording it, probably the 24th. When you're listening to it, it's always weird trying to figure out when the dates and such. But as always, joined by Josh and Jason. What up? How's it going? So we got three games to talk about today. We got the Islanders game from Sunday. The little rare Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. That was kind of interesting. Uh, So the Islanders, Pens, and then the Rangers one as well, which, as always, feels like it was a ways away, uh, a bit of an interesting week. To get into some current events to start, it seems like Kyle Clifford is on the trip to Los Angeles. The Leafs are on their West Coast trip this coming week, so that means a little 10 p.m. start Wednesday against the Kings. I think a 10.30 start against the Ducks on Friday. Oh, no, sorry, against the Sharks on Friday, yep. and then an 8 p.m. start on Sunday against the Ducks. So no Saturday game this week. Wait, against the Ducks is 8 p.m.? Yes. yes. Oh, that's nice. Sunday, that's why. Not too late. That's nice. Yeah, almost not bad. But anywho, so weird, little weird schedule coming up. But So the, the events that I want to get into, Kyle Clifford is on the trip. The Leafs did send down Joe, Joey Anderson, who was, yeah, it's Joey Anderson. Mikey's his brother. The Leafs did send down Joey Anderson, who was on uh, the 13th forward for them currently, uh, I did see that Kyle Clifford is wearing gray while practicing. As you may remember, uh, the Kings are is his that's his former team where he won a Stanley Cup. Maybe two, I can't remember. But yeah. Another interesting tidbit. Sean Dursey looks like he's on track to make his NHL debut against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. You might remember he was drafted by the Leafs in the second round and traded in the Muzzin deal along with some other pieces here and there. but I remember people being not happy that we traded him. It was To me, it was very 
meh. Well, I think been, some people were overreacting. How long ago was there was the Grant video? McCagg who was he's a, a Montreal fan and he always tries to stir sh- stuff up. Um, he went on a heater this week. He's he's completely brain dead. But he was saying that Sean Dursey was the Leafs' best defensive prospect. It, it was kind of funny um, because they, they had little. No, it was oh, okay. uh, at the time of the trade. Oh, okay. He said it's laughable the Leafs got rid of their best defensive prospect. Hmm. Sick jobs. <laughs> Shut up. That man. was a fantastic trade. That's all I want. Yeah. Like it's been two and a half years later, and like one of the pieces in that trade is just making his NHL debut. So, no, uh, the other piece was a first round pick. I know, which was Toby Bjornfoot. Yep. He's been steady for LA, and then the other one was Grundstrom. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like if you compare it, like player. Muzzin was a first plus two like mid-level prospects and you got them for a year and a half. That's like usually the rental. A low first. A low first. That's the rental price for like 18 games of a good defenseman. Mm-hmm. We gave yeah. more than for, for Nick Felino. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Whether you consider, two, uh, what was it? A, no, a, I think Muslim first and two fourths. Okay, so a first and two fourths versus a first and two mid-level prospects. It's essentially the same thing. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Grunstrom was a second round pick. Dursey was a second round pick. Okay, so a little more, but I'm just a saying. A little bit like, more, yeah. Think about how much more close. you got to but get. I, I think the Leafs got the better end of that deal Easily. for sure. Easily. I mean, they got an elite defenseman who's kind of playing like that this year. Uh, do you guys want to get right into it? The Islanders game. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I thought uh, they dominated. Is that too simple? No, they did. Like they did. I, first two nights in the new barn for the Islanders not not going the way they hoped. They got well, this smoked. entire season has been no. tough for them. 13 I straight know. road games, I which know. we saw what happened. Like when you play away from home with the Jays, we saw what happens when you played away from home with the Raptors. Like it's just, it's uncomfortable for a team. And to start 13 straight road games like that, that's tough. And then they finally get this new barn, which was loud. It oh, yeah. seemed very loud. And you had nine players out due to COVID, and then Brock Nelson out mid-game. Yeah, and it looked like it. They honestly didn't, like, shout-out to Joey Wall, first shout-out. Like, that's awesome. awesome. But awesome. not to take anything away from that, but the, he really was not tested for most of that game. Made, like, two decent saves, yeah. It's, uh, for me, I feel like I'm in such a weird spot because usually I like to be the one, like, picking up guys. It's like, oh, like, don't write him off yet. He's young. But um, it seems like the hype train on Joseph Wool is just going no, way relax, too strong. Relax, relax, <laughs> relax. He, he's not going to be ready for the NHL for a couple of years. No, he should be in the AHL right now. I think oh, most 100%. of us It's probably is best for his development for him to still be in the AHL too. And it looks like Peter Morales. A little stretch in the NHL wouldn't hurt. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But Peter I'm saying Mraz's he close. should be the starter for the Marlies. That should be his role yeah. for the next probably two years, I would say. Yeah. And then, you know, see what happens. But it looks like Morazic did like half a practice today and so hopefully he'll be back maybe out, not during this road trip but next week's games possibly or at the end of next week but that's kind of how his timeline lines up but back to the islanders game i mean mitch marner shorthanded goal like that was pretty nasty good way to start all right, all right. <laughs> okay no no for, it's for, tho- for those who didn't listen two weeks ago we said on the podcast that maybe the leafs should consider taking marner off the penalty kill but he made you eat curl there, which is fair. You had you had a fair reason. Go back to the podcast two weeks ago yeah, and I listen mean, to it. It's a fair reason. The he, other thing is he possible he could have been playing poorly, and maybe they saw the same thing that Joe did, and 
change some things on the penalty kill because the penalty kill overall has improved over the last two weeks. They've been playing some horrible power play. For sure. And as Hor- I said... Even like, Pittsburgh's power play was 11%. No, theirs was looked bad. But it as was I, horrible. But as I said, like that's some sometimes how it works, though. Like You're at the mercy yeah. of the power plays you play, right? Mm-hmm. But that was a fantastic pass by Jake Muzzin. And like a four-on-three power play penalty kill goal, that has got to be pretty rare. Yeah. Right? Like that was- that's... It was a nice, yeah, exactly what you said. Nice pass by Muzzin. Then I like the move that Marner pulled. Like, oh, yeah. he, the way he positioned himself to help to protect the puck, he took it from forehand all the way outstretched to his backhand, changed the angle totally on Sorokin, and just beat him. And if, you, faster. if you Sorokin's saw, a fast goalie, too. It's the, not easy. The last guy back was Matt Barzell, and it, like, it actually kind of looks funny if you watch in slow-mo, him trying to lift Marner's stick, but the way he like edge-worked and like slid the puck to his backhand, it looks like Barzell is just sticking at air because his stick yeah. simply isn't there anymore. It was a really nice goal, which it's, was a good way to start. Like, it's kind break. of funny. The Islanders put four forwards out on that power play, yeah. to which I would always, I always go like, wow, that's a, that's a good move. That's a smart move there. And then they got beat on a stretch pass. They did. They did. On the power play there. I want to get into some other fun Islanders things that they were doing in that game. Uh, I hope I have them up all right here. I can't find it. Anyways, I have something off the top in the meantime. of my head. Okay. Off the top of my head. Oh, here it was. Um, the Islanders, it got so bad that they had Cal Clutterbuck on the power play. And it was funny enough, he got their best chance actually on the power play. There was another one that I was just astounded by this one. And we all know the what we think of that Casey Sezikas, Matt Martin kind of combination line, the energy line with Cal Clutterbuck on it as well. Uh, the Islanders had the Leafs on the ropes. They were pressing them really hard. It was some good cycle work. The Leafs had to ice the puck, tired guys on the ice, and offensive zone face-off for the Islanders. And who did they put out there? They put out the Casey Zizekas line. The Leafs won the face-off and just got the puck out and dumped it and made a change. How about this, Joe? Do you know who took the first shift for the Islanders in their new barn? Which line? The, that Casey Zizekas. Yeah. <laughs> That is the most Islanders thing ever, honestly. I laugh. Not that it's a bad thing. Like, I, I get it. Like, fans love them. But I don't know. This Is this the year the luck's running out for the Islanders? It kind of seems like it. I, I'm, not, I'm not putting the nail in the coffin quite yet for them. That's a lot of injuries to be dealing with, especially Pelic and Pulak out. Yeah. There, that's massive. Like, just the 13 games on the road to start, plus all the COVID once you get back in your barn. I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not judging the Islanders based off this start like at all. I it, think Ilya Sorokin looks awesome. Amazing. It's kind of interesting to see that they're – I thought Varlamov was injured, but they're really, really hammering Sorokin because they yeah, really yeah. like him. He's and outplaying he, him. He's playing really well. It's just interesting because, yeah. like, historically, the Islanders are just a high-shooting percentage team. I don't know why. They just have been, and it seems like that's kind of cratering for them this year, and they can't really rely on, you know – playing trap hockey down two goals, right? And we kind of saw that against yeah. the Leafs. I get it. They were undermanned. But like you said, like when you're putting out Casey Sezikis' line and you're down a goal, like, sure, maybe they'll get a good cycle, but you need a scoring chance. I don't even think they would get a good cycle. Yeah. Like. But anything else you saw in the Islanders game? No, just happy happy about how everyone played. It was um, a good bounce it was, it was positive for everyone. Just uh, the, the first line did well. The third line I thought was great and have, has been this week. Second line, not so great. We're still kind of like, I feel like we're still trying to feel out this line, but it, yeah. it's almost been a line that's been together for almost two years now. Nylander, Tavares, and Kerfoot. Well, not fully together, but we've always see, we've always seen always, a lot of exactly. Them. And I'd never remember it working. I never do. And so my other addition on the Islanders game that I want to bring up, um, the American broadcast seemed to love to complain. 
I like they were the Islanders broadcast was going nuts. They're like they're throwing so many interferences out there. I don't believe at one point they stopped and they just were, weren't commenting and were like, "How is that not a call?" Arms in the air, like how is that not? A, it's like, hey guys, the, the the game's going on out there. I don't know if you've watched your team break sticks over guys' ankles for the past two seasons, but um, a small pick like off of off of his own entry is really not interference like to me it was it was almost disturbing having to watch it it was annoying it's hard watching the away broadcast they're such Mm -hmm. homers and then i had to watch the pittsburgh one as well it was like just like shut up (laughs) seems like they have very limited knowledge of the other team and they love to bring they love to bring up how uh our top four forwards make so much money oh yeah always oh there's a lot of talent on the power play there oh there's also a lot of money (laughs) shut up honestly but uh, yeah, go one on. more thing I wanted to say about the Islanders is I kind of thought Noah Dobson would be like a breakout player this year. He's really not performed well, no. especially being paired with Chara. That pairing has been not good. Chara has been really bad for yeah. the Islanders. Like I think they may end up having when everyone's back because Robin Salos stepped in and played big minutes for them yeah. in absence of Pelic and Pulak. So if you kind of just look at it, it would probably be like. Chara, Mayfield, Andy Green for the last three, two spots, and it seems like Chara might end up sitting for them. So, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be unfortunate if that happens. Really, when you look at it, but yeah, going off of what Jason said, I don't know why I didn't transition that when he was talking about it. It's, <laughs> it's just all good. something that came off the top of my head there with that broadcast. But anywho, um, the Matthews line seemed to be really cycling the puck very, very well. Matthews didn't get credited with any takeaways in that Islanders game, but it seemed like he had three. I think mm-hmm. we just got to like take the NHL tracked takeaways, especially in road venues with like a mm-hmm. little bit of a grain of salt. Like it's you're right. He, I, I, he was all over the ice. Like he's getting unlucky so far, in my opinion, look at his shooting percentage. That's going to yeah. go massively up. I agree. He's been picking up. I think the Leafs as a whole last three weeks now, have really done a good job of creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I thought that line looked really good. And, I don't cycled know. It so you well. tell me, how do you take bunting off that line? Like, I don't understand why Richie got as much run he, as he did on the first line. And some people say, like, I heard on the radio today, oh, you know, those guys make $23 million combined. They should be able to, like, elevate anyone that plays there. It's like Richie was being elevated. He was getting chances. He mm-hmm. just can't score. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, Munt- he's really Michael stable. Bunting is, is a good hockey player. Let's keep him on that first line. Yeah. yeah. Drawing penalties up there as well. Mm-hmm. I really like his ability to go skate to stick. I mean, like, hard passes straight into his skates. He's going skate to stick so well. And then it resulted, I believe, in the Marner goal. I, I think the Marner, Marner, it was, correct me if I'm wrong, the play went zone entry for Marner, Marner to Ma- uh, Bunting, Bunting skate to stick, over to the front of the net, Marner tips it in. You're dead right. That's absolutely what happened. It was a fantastic pass by Bunting. Like, he, also, if you watch, he waits that, like, extra second to get the D to kind of bite to him. Yeah. And slides it in front of the net. It was a really nice goal. Yeah. So, and we're seeing a lot more, like the issue that we had with Matthews Nylander pairing is that they weren't working with each other that well. I mean, we're seeing Matthews Marner work very, very Mm -hmm. well with each other. We saw more than a few strong cycles in this week. I did want to bring up kind of moving more into the general sort of sense. Um, It was, oh, we actually, sorry, you guys, before I get move away from the Islanders game, uh, goal number two actually started. Nick Ritchie made a great play on that one. I'm, he might fit on that third line eventually because 
I saw he had a huge hit in the. I think it was either his first or second shift. He did. He had, he a, had a huge massive hits. hit. And like maybe if he just plays in a ch- more, if we can fix his brain to be a checker almost that can mm-hmm. yeah. be physical, cycle the puck. Maybe that is en- is going to be where he ends up fitting. Mm-hmm. I think those. he led the Leafs. He was tied for the lead with Muzzin in hits this week. I like that with ten, and well, it was on the him. goal. We saw him. He he beat out Hutton. Who is uh? It's not Ben Hutton, it's Graham Hutton. I think his name is, out of the University of Miami, Ohio, on uh, the Islanders D. He beats out Hutton on the dump in there. He's able to get it to Camp. Camp to Kasha. Quick finish in there, right? And that's what I, I mean. When you look at what type of the reason that I'm seeing that uh, Richie and Kasha work so well together in Anaheim, or work decently well at least. The highlights look pretty phenomenal Mm -hmm. is that they're both really quick players like nick richie's able to hold 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 and then make a nice really nice seam quick pass and then as well as get one timers off as well and kasha is very good at the same sort of thing like i feel like they do have some chemistry there and maybe what nick richie lacks in defensive ability david camp can hopefully make up for and then richie can add that sort of offensive flair to that line yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, if if you're asking me his spot right now, I I would let him like don't let him have five games with the first line. Mm-hmm. Give him five games with the third line, yeah. and see yeah. if they can cultivate a little bit of chemistry. Because honestly, like, I'm almost at the point where I'm gonna have to eat my words on David Camp. I'm it's almost there. Like, he looked better. It works. Know, he's looked he's looked good. Looked like I, I don't really know what to say. Again, he's still not wowing anyone, but he wins faceoffs. He gets garbage minutes every single night. He never gets good minutes. And him and Kosh have created goals. They've scored eight goals combined in 20 games. Like, that's pretty good for their minutes and where yeah. they're starting shifts. Like, I know, like, plus minus doesn't mean anything. Those guys start every shift in the defensive zone, and they're a zero. Like, I don't really yeah. care about plus minus because I just want to simplify it without using, like, expected goals. Because all that, yeah. they're doing terrific, right? But for the simplest, like, hockey, like, you don't want all the analytics. Like, this line is just, all they're supposed to do is – get the puck out of the zone yeah. and they've been able to play against some tough competition and stay level with them this year. That's, I mean, that's basically yeah. exactly what you dream of. From we them. had Jack hand on. He explained what David camp can do well. And like now he's got that on his wings with Richie and, and Kasha two better sort of scorers. Kasha brings a lot of, sp- I think Kasha mm-hmm. drives that entire line he just to start off. He's honestly. been such a good pickup. The so speed good. of him, his shot is fairly good. Like his one time ability is awesome too. Like he's driving that line really well. And I think David Kampf is providing that defensive support that you really need in a shutdown line. Mm-hmm. Right. So it makes that shutdown line a little bit more deadly. It's just going to be an interesting look when the Leafs play against a better sort of first line, like, against LA and how Nick Ritchie faces up against that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'll be interesting to see them play against San Jose again as well Ooh, yeah. because they really struggled. No, the whole team. The, struggled. Next, the next game they struggled. Oh, you're right. Sorry. They played well against San Jose. But the whole, I, I mean, even as a they whole, were the only good line against San Jose. Was that what it was? I'm yeah. Of it was game. against Pittsburgh the next oh, night mm-hmm. against yeah, Drew yeah. O'Connor and the boys. Yeah, they right. crapped the bed and went Owen like, yeah, expected, they, that's the game. The goals against at five on five was zero and four. Yeah, they were four goals against zero four. Not good, Jason. Yeah. You know, any comments on David Camp? He's great. I'll let Gush like no, take it, the floor. It, Let's it, go. No, Come you on. literally said it. it's not pretty, but it works. Like he does, he does his thing, and it's not pretty. And like he's elevated. Like him and Kosh have the chemistry. We've seen it, and 
I didn't know this before, but they played with each other for, uh, I, I, for I think years. for years when they were younger. And uh, yeah, that was cool. They showed that on the Saturday night game, I think. I can't remember. They were that. like U16 playing mm-hmm. together. Yeah, right? they, yeah. And they played against. Yeah, that's a little exactly. nugget that I love. Like, and I, I don't know. I, some small things I'm seeing just when they score, they just look so happy. It's like they're so excited. Like, the, hey, goal is like, I don't know. They're they're they're, they're just. Yeah, that that line is just good, and they're they're winning. They're doing what's important. They're winning the expected goals battle. They're winning the Corsi battle. They're doing everything we kind of asked of them. Interesting though, like in the Islanders game, they've only they only had one defensive zone draw, which is weird. Most of them went to uh, the Tavares line. I wonder if that's more because they were or was icings or something like that. But maybe. Um, yeah, no, they're the the line's doing great. Um, just yeah, good good stuff all around. I also like the simplicity of Kasha and Kampf in the mm-hmm. offensive zone. It's like if someone has an open shot in like a moderately good area, they just take it. Exactly. Like yeah. It's not, they're not trying to wait for that backdoor pass mm-hmm. or perfect slot shot. Like they, you know what? We're going to get an opportunity. We'll, and it's kind of worked for them. Mm-hmm. It really has. Like, yeah, it has. And it's, it's an idea of not trying to be something you're not right. Sometimes you tr- push too hard for that, you know, slot chance or uh, a drop pass out of nowhere. And then the puck's going the other way. It's kind of, Get the shot, and then if they got to change, they change. So yeah. I like what they've done so far. Exactly, exactly. Can't say enough. That's what I have in the notes here. Can't say enough good things about Andre Kasha. Um, he has no regard, as you mentioned. I think you yeah. texted it to us. He Remember? has no regard for no. His he's like he's just he slides in front of blocked shots. He's running into everyone at full speed, and like just it, it, this guy's a madman out there. You'd really like a whole team, Andre Kasha's home. I was telling you, like again, I hate this. Isn't maybe we're past this in hockey, but like if his name, if he was like David Clarkson, for example, people would absolutely be mm-hmm. gushing about him. Oh, people yeah. already are yeah. a bit, but imagine he's from Mimico, Ontario, like making one point nine and just one point two five. One point two five. They should have given him another year. I get why they didn't because of the injury. Mm-hmm. We didn't know. We didn't think he was going to play, play more it. than fifty know, games. Right. He's at twenty right well, now. I told Jason they should extend him. They definitely right should soon. Well, they have his uh, Arbrights mm-hmm. right going into the into the summer, so maybe they will. Hopefully, because he's been he's been excellent this year. He's putting a like these. It's not a tremendous amount of points, but considering he's on a defensive line and he's put up that many, and the Leafs overall have not their goals per game is terrible so far this year because their goals against is so good. Yeah, but. Like he's 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 up there in points on the Leafs. Well, if and we, he, it's zero power play time. None. Mm-hmm. And if we look at like even just the numbers, like he's got five goals, so he's on pace for twenty goals. He's only shooting nine percent. I yeah. get in his career, he's not like a finisher, but like there's nothing about that that looks unsustainable at all. No. If anything, maybe he'll actually score a couple more. Like <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but I mean, I I think we I gotta go back and look at our predictions on like what we would be happy with from. If he played, no, our prediction was if he played a full season. Yeah. That Jason, was all we'd be happy Jason's with. was like, if he gets like 50 points and like bananas like yeah, that. No. But he said 20 goals and like it looks like he might do it. I mean, why the hell not, right? I'd like to see him on the uh, power play too a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. get why he's not on PP2. I, I just don't get it. Maybe they're trying to suppress his point total. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Honest, honestly, that could be it. That actually could be it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Going into just overall this week, do you have any concerns with, I mean, the amount of shot volume that the Leafs put forward and not the goals to to show for it this this week? Any concerns with that? No, because usually that stuff 
if they're if they're quality shots, like they that they turn into goals, right? Like, you don't um, think the Leafs had enough quality shots this week? No, they <laughs> because I don't. You don't think so? I think they're in terms of when you look at scoring chances, like I think they got beat on all three games or no, not so the, the Islanders pro- the, game, but the yeah. first two, the problem with what you're saying, Joe, is I mm-hmm. agree. The first two games were two of their lower high danger chance scoring chance yes. games of the year, but then they just blew the doors off the Islanders yeah, in terms no, of that. No, so it like distorts it. But I agree. Those two games were like really low event hockey, they, but yeah, keep going. You're saying but like, so. it was t- like a tale of two different low event games for me. And like yeah. against the Rangers, I thought they were up, you know, they're up to nothing. I thought they just played a good brand of like, Trap hockey. Trap mm-hmm. hockey, which yeah, maybe isn't did. what the Leafs should do, but they did. The Pittsburgh game, I just thought was just a clunker. Pit. Like, couldn't, couldn't really. It was really two get, in the first period, right? They just really. And it was off get. of really, really shitty defensive breakdowns. When you look at, I mean, like, Jack Campbell was, it was the, is the only reason it was a 2 nothing game because they gave up some pretty good. Mm-hmm looks in terms of guys just wide open shots. I think shots. it was the end of the second. There was like three grade yeah. A chances they got in a row. I was like, guys, we got to like settle this Trying down. I think oh, it was the third period. I think it was Kapanen got a really good chance. Yeah. Brian Russ got a really good ch- It was just like off of defensive breakdowns. I mm-hmm. understand you're pushing for a goal, but like it was just really shitty defensive breakdowns in my opinion. Yeah, there. like even that game overall, like the expected goals were – 1.6 to 1.5 like that's a really low brand of mm-hmm. hockey for the least like, also dude. five minutes left in the game and they were at the least were at 1.1 1. 1. yeah they, so got, like, they generated like 0.5 really they didn't, yeah they didn't they really do much mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just want to give credit the penguins actually I, I found did well suppressing like good scoring chances for the Leafs. like like give credit to the other team because i thought they did that very very well that game well they did kind of like what the least did to the rain like mm-hmm. they got ahead and they were yeah. like, okay just like trap exactly but yeah that's part of the game they didn't I, give up any rush opportunities other t- than to Engvall, um, who hit the outside of the post mm-hmm. on that play. But um, because I was re-watching it on the Penguins feed, they so glowingly pointed out that, no, 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 this is offside, this is offside, this wouldn't have counted, who cares? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, one small note also from the Penguins game. Wayne Simmons had a, like a banger of a game that game, yeah, I think. Yeah. I know it's like a random like – He's had the, a bunch of – The Rangers game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's going to score a bunch of goals. He's so due. He is yeah, so due for due. goals. Like, but It was – here we are. Rangers game had a had a, an assist, very good assist, and then a chance before that assist as well. A um, couple great chances in the Pittsburgh game, and he had a good chance in the Islanders game. I think they did get – in terms of chances for chances against but yeah Wayne Simmons had a great week and it's funny because I, I know it's a not a very good publication I'm not even going to say the name of it but there was an article written about how Wayne Simmons should be off the Leafs I uh, gave it the click it's someone who's a really shitty writer too I don't care if they hear this but I, I gave it a click and they just all they said was he has three points this year he can't skate um, and look at all the guys coming up with the Leafs uh, he's going to be off the team where does he fit he has another year and literally I think all of Leafs Twitter just destroyed this guy and said like have you watched Wayne Simmons at all this year he plays eight minutes a game like yeah. <laughs> and generates chances like. yeah. and and throws the body yeah. he's not afraid to fight like although his last fight just ended he poked the guy in the eye Boro <laughs> in the eye unfortunately but. He's been he's been solid. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he has. I don't think there's any argument from Leafs fans, and that's all that like they know would know. People complaining about that contract in the summer. I mean, you should really rescind that because. Okay, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> no, he's played great. I'm, I I'm, you I'm, said I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. I just didn't like they gave him two years. Yeah, I get yeah, that. The second year. Yeah, that's something. Uh, yeah, worst we'll case see. scenario, we'll they'll see. just throw him down 
Throw him down the minors. That's it. He doesn't have to exist. So I want you to go back to your original question. Like, do you are you worried by the lack of? I mean, when you look at it, like the Rangers game was a trap game. Uh, maybe there's a bit of a regression in sort of uh, shooting percentage for math. Like I thought, Matthews had a really good week. He just he couldn't finish on his open looks. Honestly, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would be betting Matthews anytime goal. The next three games, hmm. just throw it on there. I bet you he scores two of the three games. Stick it on the. Are you stamp. willing to put? Are you willing to make a meat mountain sandwich bet on it? A what? What's if he that? doesn't. If he doesn't score two out of the three games, you have to eat a meat mountain sandwich from Arby's. Sure, I'll I'll do that. Yeah, I will. But what do you have to do if he scores two of three? I'll I'll eat the meat. Mountain sandwich. Okay, okay. Let's shake shake, shake hands. <laughs> Done. Meat mountain bet. Write that down, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope it's available in Canada. There no, aren't many Arby's near us. No, there's not. But, like, he's not going to shoot 9% all year. And he's actually shooting a ton. He has 75 shots in 17 games. Like, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with Austin Matthews. I think it's easy to, to point it out when the puck's not going in the net as much because yeah. you're used to him scoring literally, essentially, a, a goal a game almost. Mm-hmm. Last year he scored oh, yeah. essentially 0.8 goals a game or whatever. It was 0.7 goals a game. So. A lot. I mean, and I think going back with Mitch Marner, he's, he's going to try to feed him a lot. Which we yeah. like, so we'll last see. Game, last game was fantastic from Marner. He was all over the ice. I mean, yeah. he had the goal. The, he had the two goals, but then he also had some other good chances on top of that as well. You blinked, and he leads the Leaf, Leafs in points again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Time to go back and delete all the bad takes. Like, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Not us. No, no, no not yet. Where is it? Playoffs. Dan? Playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Matthews this week, 69.53 expected goals percentage. Fantastic. I also was but looking. But then one goal for, two against. <laughs> I, I was looking at just <laughs> like, overall, some just trying to pick some stats. It's actually funny. He actually, with Matthews, the player in which the Leafs have the most scoring chances for when in terms of forwards on the ice is Matthews, and he missed three games. Yeah. So, like, wow. when he's on the ice, they're generating a ton of chances. Yeah. So, it's they're it'll, just not it'll going come. in yet. They're not going in yet. But. It'll come. Yeah, it'll come. I've, I'm, I'm confident in that. It's just a little bit interesting to see this week. You know, like the yeah, no, that was a big yeah, no. Holy, nice job. But this week, like the expected goals numbers were in favor of the Leafs. It's just like the chances in two of, in two of the games were not the high danger chances were not. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see. Um, but it's also a credit to Jack Campbell. Oh, he's so good, like, man. Uh, so the, good. The expected goals numbers is not going to show it, but how many times this week did the Leafs have a lead and it was just wide open shots or they were down, they were pushing and it was wide open shots from the other team and he stood tall. Like, I mean, it's, he's just been, he's he been, can, a he literally can't keep this up. Like, I, I hate to say it, but like, he's been that good. Like we have to expect him to a couple less than a bit of a regression. It, it's impossible not to. He's he's got a 940 save percentage. He has an 881 high danger chance save percentage. That's yeah. better than Carter Hart's save percentage last year. Yeah, <laughs> Carter Hart's been good this year. I know, I'm just saying. For Hart. example, but what I've noticed with the high danger chances, it's been a lot of there hasn't been much puck movement before the chance when you look at it. It's guys coming straight in and it's him one on one. So I think it gives him a better opportunity than if the high danger chance was a backdoor one-timer. So that's something else that you have to pay attention to. Do you think that the Leafs can keep their high danger chances to just 
one-on-one chances like that where it's a wide-open shot, we'll see. And it's a wide-open shot where it's like he's able to get set, top of the crease, challenge the shooter, and he's he's winning the battles. So I've been very happy with, with Jack Campbell so far this year. And uh, looks like I'm going to be very, very wrong on my Peter Mrazek prediction. Yeah. Extremely wrong. We'll I get mean, him next year. Do you think no. – I don't want to jump ahead. We'll, we'll save it for next week, Peter Mrazek combo. We'll save it. Um, any other f- closing thoughts on the week? Like Morgan Riley scored two goals against the Rangers. That was good. Great goals. The first one was, or was it the second was one? The toe drag. Nasty goal. On yeah. the, no, it was the second, second goal, second goal. Uh, from the, Matthews. That was a nasty toe mm-hmm. drag. But the first goal there, like I mean, it was Simmons on the the pass to Riley. There did a bunch of work behind the net, but it was Michael Bunting on the screen there, and he got the second assist on that goal. So that was just a hard working fourth line goal. You love to see it. Love to see it. Honestly, like I, we're just gonna have to accept the brainless one pinch a game from Morgan Riley. Like I don't want to say he did it in this. He does it every single game. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is a tale what of his is. career. Like, he he provides so much on offense, yeah. but you'll get boned at least once yeah. a game on it. I'm happy with how he's played yeah. this year yeah. overall. Look at the per game numbers for Morgan Riley in terms of offense. He's like top ten in the league. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for defense. Yep, he's great. The it's pucks- just you're going to see him get beat like a rented mule on defense off the rush. Yes, yeah. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. A little stat surfing I had. Do you guys have any stat of the weeks? Uh, I like the one you had about Michael Bunting. Oh, yeah. That was the one I was just about to bring up. Pull it up. So he leads the league in penalties drawn in all situations. And since last Tuesday, he's drawn six penalties and taken one. Amazing. Is it crazy to just say, like, he's like Connor Garland 2.0 at this point? Like, in terms of... I don't think it's crazy at all. Like, in terms of, like... You know, I get they're both on Arizona, too, so it makes it easy. But mm-hmm. the way these guys play, they, it's just funny. a tale of guys who, you know, really put the work in, honestly, and do the little things right in terms of, like, these are not high-skill guys, obviously, but they work hard. They do the little things right. Mid-round they draft picks. Mid-round draft picks. And they're, they have a, enough... Late bloomers, too. Enough scoring ability around the net. Like, Bunting Michael Bunting's fantastic. Did at one point in his career? I think he did. Yeah, he did. And his honest, first year pro, he ended up in the ECHL. And, you know, last year it's like, oh, he had 13 points in 21 games with a crazy, like, PDO shooting percentage. He's got nine points in 20 games this year. and Playing mostly fourth. Not mo- I think he's mostly probably played in the top six. Power play two. Sure. Mostly, but yeah, like, a few but games still. fourth line. But he, had pow- he was playing on the power play last year for the, for the Coyotes. I think he had, let me look. He had three power play goals last year. Yeah. So it's not, that, like, in probably slightly less of a role because it's not on the Coyotes. He's putting up the same production i think i don't want to jinx him but it seems like he's a locked top six player right now for the toronto maple Leafs, and i don't want to see him moved from that top line unless you're bringing in fiala forsberg someone crazy like that i really want to see bunting get a good run on that top line and even if like i think you would even if you bring in someone like that i think that moving into the second line it would really benefit the second line Mm -hmm. i think you're darn right with that too so yeah but uh do you so is there anything my last closing overall remarks do you think there's anything to be said with the switch in the top for the big four switching pairs and one line succeeding this week well we'll call it succeeding overall i thought i like looking at the process over the over the overall results so in saying that actually Nylander line didn't even get a point this week Anywho, I'm, I'm I'm trying to one perform better than the other. Clearly, exactly. Yes. Anything to be said with that? Yeah, well, I think uh, the big 
common denominator in all these lines that are performing is Mitch Marner has been playing really well for them. Um, and it's the one that Mitch Marner is on that does well. And it's not a shot at any other players or anything like that. But it's just Lander Matthews were both playing well when they were together. They were playing well, but they had it also had its deficiencies. Um, yeah. But like, what are, are we concerned with it? Are we what was the question again? Sorry. Is there any concern with regards to it? No, I, I'm still not concerned with it. Honestly, like. I'll give it a few more games. Yeah, you, you can't. It's only been three. But if the second line continues to look like that, you can't keep that together. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I hope it's not just like, oh, okay, punish one of the guys on that line. It would be yeah. Kerfo, which is a shame because exactly. he's playing so well. Yeah, he's, he's moving the puck out there. And it was, <laughs> did you see against the Islanders what he did off the rush? No, what what he came down he came down the wing, got a good wide open opportunity. It was like an odd man rush. The defenseman slid in front to block the pass, and he literally just like turned his back to the goalie and just like held the puck and was stick handling. It was it was like a good probably one full second, but like when you're holding the puck for a full second in a high danger area like that, it felt like five minutes yeah. when he had the puck like that. Mm-hmm. I saw a really good tweet on it. I think it was Leafs all day saying uh it's r- rumors have it that Alex Kerfoot is still holding, holding that puck. puck. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't I'd think say give it some time. Yes, yeah, right? yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But I wonder, like, what, like, like, how would you change it up, right? Because I don't think, like, we've seen them like take Kerfoot off and try and put someone. Else. It, it doesn't seem like it's the right move. I would, I would, I want to see like Nylander away from Tavares and not and whether that means he's playing on the first line with Matthews and Marner or if he's on his own line. Like, I'd be interesting for me to see because I really think That'd Nylander, he's taken a step forward. And I'm not saying take him off Tavares because he hasn't been... I'm saying because he can now do whatever he wants on his own line. And it'd be interesting to see him kind of do that against a way lesser competition. I, th- I think it'd be a good advantage. And if you're worried about minutes, just play the odd shift. Give Nylander an, a, a, an odd top six shift. Something like that. I don't know. You know, I still say keep your best lo- best sort of forwards on the top two lines. I think if they made um, a change, they'd put Nylander on the first line maybe before they yeah. put him on his own line at this yeah. point. Not that I disagree with that, but we've been seeing a good amount of Matthews, Martin, mm-hmm. Nylander together, and it's been very effective. We've seen yeah. a goal from it as well. So that'd be kind of fun, like just stacking that top. I mean, Sheldon Keefe isn't afraid to stack the top line yeah. and see what the rest of it looks like after. Unfortunately, it was in a do-or-die game. I didn't quite understand that. But that'd be kind of fun to see Matthews, Marner, Nylander play a full game together it would. and see how everything else shakes out. Why not? And it makes sense off of just what you just said. Like if we're in a do-or-die situation, let's see for five games what this team would look like so that we can like say, okay, we're do-or-die. Let's go to our best, like what we know our best chance of scoring is with these three guys for on. For a let's, full period. For full, exactly. As yeah. opposed to the odd shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let's see it right. for, no, I'm saying let's see it for like multiple games if it's going to happen. Like, yeah. right, so. I think so, I yeah. tweeted out the stat before. I think you mentioned it last weekend. It was like they're together as a line, uh, those three together as a line, it's like a 72 percent goal expected mm-hmm. goals share and someone tried to say like oh like that's because they're uh they put them out when they're trying to score a goal like when they're when they're losing but it's like no we saw in the rangers game those three out there defending a lead but also like that's the point yeah is yeah. that we you, you want them to be out there in usually situations that are important so whether that's mm-hmm. defending a lead or like trying to score those are both high important situations those are not like playing when it's five nothing so that's a I would say that goes more to your point that like, yeah, it's probably a line to look at, but I, I really think I heard this on the radar. I can't take credit for, it. I think it was, you're going to hate, I think it was Nick Kiprios that said this. And I actually agree I with him is like when you watch the Leafs, the common denominator in like 
the one player where if he's bad, they're bad. And if he's good, they're good is Mitch Marner, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, the other guys are more, I would say, individualistic in nature. So maybe like if, like for example, William, William Nylander doesn't, has one assist in five games. I don't think anyone has really noticed that, right? Because like you could still win with William Nylander having one assist in five games. I don't know how many times the Leafs have won with Mitch Marner having one point in five games. Like, and you it see it in the playoffs. The other, yeah, it means that the other players on the, on the team just aren't, like the shots aren't going in. Like <laughs> it just seems like Mitch Marner really at the end of the day is like the engine for the Leafs offense. And when he's going yeah. bad, like it's just, it really hurts the team. And when he's going well, they seem to fire on all cylinders. So we'll see. I, I don't know if anyone agrees or disagrees. You can DM us, but I thought that was an interesting point by Nick Kiprios that I actually agreed with. Yeah, I yeah, think that's that fair. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Going. Yeah. I just want to go back to that Matthews Marner Nylander line quickly. I think you mentioned it last pod, but re- reiterating it, they already have more time on ice this year than last year. Yeah. Together. Together. I didn't mention so it on the pod. Nice. I, I tweeted it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll be seeing that more in the future. But I think we will. We already Hopefully. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Before we get into report cards, my last thing I thought I really liked the the power play break in. They did, the power play didn't have success. I don't think on the last two games, they didn't score. However, the power play break in looks really good, and from what I'm seeing from it, they're doing the back pass. It's two forwards coming up the ice. They're attacking one D man, and once the D man, if the D man doesn't pinch towards the puck carrier, it's a free zone entry. Mm-hmm. And if he does, they're just sending it over to the other guy. It's simple. And it's really working. I mean, last game, I would have liked Tavares to get it off the half wall or maybe instead of taking a shot, like set up the power play flow. Um, but the the zone entries look very, very mm-hmm. good from what I've noticed. And wh- one more thing on the Pittsburgh game, I noticed that, on, I don't know if it was on the five on three, but I noticed that Morgan Riley just took the puck up for one of the zone and, and got the zone. So just a, a small thing that's good to just build and show the uh, the opponent that if you're prepping for us, hey, we can do that. A change of pace. Exactly. I like yeah. I like so. that. But anywho, let's get into. Was there any closing remarks for the week? I think oh, we solid. We asked for two two wins, and we got we got the four I'll points. Ask so. that every week, and every yeah. time they do it, it's fantastic. <laughs> so we'll put a check mark beside that. Not do bad. we deserve to win every game? Do we know what the deserve to win a meter was? Um, I think they were. Pittsburgh was kind of a fake win. Uh, I did tweet it just because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that running joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I tweeted a picture of the deserve to win a meter, and I said, uh, "Is this really a loss?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they won all three games. New York, it came close at the end there, mm-hmm. but I think they won each of the three games. Um, let's do a little. We're at quarter season. Let's do a little quarter season report cards here. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Someone that's one player on the team that's exceeding your expectations. We're giving Andre Kasha an A-plus so far. I think he's done exactly what, as we talked about, he's done exactly what's been asked of him. Like, I'm sure as a new free agent pickup, he'd probably rather be playing the minutes that Nick Ritchie is playing versus the ones he's playing. Like, Nick Ritchie's getting, he's played more than half the games in the top six, essentially. And then, like, when he's not in the top six, other than the last game, he's played, like, fourth-line easy minutes, which, as we've shown, should be scoring. Should be scoring. And instead, he's taken the role, and he's excelled. Like, he's... Andre Kasha has taken the role and excelled. We don't want to get that mixed up. Yeah, sorry. Not Richie. Andre Kasha (laughs) has taken the role that's been given to him and excelled. I still think he deserves more ice time, but it's hard to take him off that line because of how well they're playing. So, If anything, I think they should rest him a little bit. I agree. I actually was going to say, like, if they have another another back-to-back soon, right? 
two I don't weeks. know about soon, but, but the whatever. West Coast trip, they do not. They don't. But even, honestly, maybe you rest him the first game of the West Coast yeah. trip after, like, he's, he deserves it. He's like a evil night. and evil out there. He's, <laughs> he's nuts. Um, <laughs> and, I, like, you know what? He's representing the logo on the sweater. I know that's oh. a very cliche Playing thing to for say. the front, not the name on the he back. He is. Like, if you're asking one guy Let's who's go. come in and really, you know, sacrifice possible playing time or, like, good minutes or easy competition wants to play on the first side. He's not pulling on my cab all 13 minutes. Like I'm not happy. Like he's playing 13 minutes and he's working his tail off. So uh, Andre Kosh. And every, you see like once in a while he'll miss a practice and be like, Oh shit. And then you'll see like a clip from the night before. It's like, Oh yeah. He blocked an enormous slap shot just sliding in front of it. Um, and he's got a nice baseball-sized bruise on his leg, but uh, he'll, he'll be ready for game time. He's, I just want him ready for playoffs agree. <laughs> at agree. this point. Yeah. And just like think about how his game will translate to the playoffs. He'll, he'll, he's simple. He'll mm-hmm. get shots on net. He'll play well defensively. Like It's exactly the stuff that we didn't Move have from, from Nick Foligno yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. No offense. Like, defensive zone to the offensive take, like, zone, get it on net. <laughs> take what Kosh is doing right now and put that in what we saw from Nick Foligno in the playoffs. I'm not saying that we don't probably maybe win that series, honestly. Like, Nick yeah. Foligno was such a zero in that bottom six. Like, he was broken. He was, but, uh, yes, he was, he was terrible. Um, a nice little surprise. I have my report cards here for the new players. Uh, I'm, I'm going with easy layup, bunt, Michael Bunting. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm saying he's at a B plus right now. It's trending towards an A. Uh, there was a couple. It was a little bit of a lull, I think, before that Buffalo game. But the points are starting to come back. Uh, as I mentioned, six penalties drawn this week, one taken. Um, has really helped his differential. I, I think it was Stu Mills DM me. He said, is, does Michael Bunting have the most penalties drawn on the team? This was before this week. Mm. And I said, yeah, but he, he is taking you know, some stick infraction penalties mm-hmm. that you don't really like. And then after that, obviously, he went on a heater and just drew so many penalties. I'm, I'm good for them. Yep, at least a are. couple of those every single day. So kind of thoughts and prayers with me. <laughs> just the Say Austin Matthews is never going to score again. He won't. <laughs> um, he will never win the cup. <laughs> but, yeah, Michael Bunting has just been solid this year. Exactly right. what you want from him. And especially his cap hit is such a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get that for next year, too. Are you kidding both, me? both guys making 1.25, both RFAs. Bunting's making Bunting's 9.5. Even oh, better. Sorry. I was looking at angle. Yeah, you're right. Under 0.95. a mil is crazy for that guy. Yeah. It's crazy. For another two years. Wow. You got yeah. a free entry level contract, essentially, yeah. there, just to slide into the lineup. Like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Jason? So. I have a question. Is this new players that have been signed and acquired, or could they already have been here before but been? Um, let's go through the new players first, and then we'll move to some other players. Okay. Um, I, how are you not bringing up your boy? Okay, fine. We'll, get, we'll go with David Kampf then. Just, there's, there's honestly no real – like uh, David Kampf, he's been good, but there's no real numbers to back it up. It's all from my eye test and from what he's been doing on the ice and what I've been seeing. I've loved to see it. He scored a couple of goals, got extremely lucky with it, but hey, you can't knock him for that. Um, and I think like like, uh, like what Jack Hand said back in the interview, when we talked to him about David Kampf, is he just, when he's on the ice, he allows his other players to, he elevates them. He, he allows them to do their thing and to succeed while he kind of picks up the slack yeah. if they have any deficiencies. You're not so, even really going to see it in like the takeaways category because mm-hmm. he just goes into the corner and he frees up the puck. Yeah. So if you're expecting it and you're his winger, it's like it's a free puck mm-hmm. every single time. Like, and he throws the body as well. Plays. He's very smart on the penalty kill. He's been a pleasant surprise. I have him. I don't know if you've you've got a grade there for him. We'll give him an A. An no. A? What the hell? What? I'll give him an A. 
Why not? Versus what your we, expectations? Yeah, we all oh, thought okay. we all thought he was going to be overall. I said overall. <laughs> I gave him a like a B minus B. Yeah, fair, fair. B sort of yeah. level. Seventy three percent. That's a great actual grade. Yeah. I, I will give a number because I I have. But I thought he was going to be terrible as yeah, well. So exactly. Versus expectation, I'd say an A as well. Exactly. I mean, Off of Evolving Wilds expected, essentially their expected wins above replacement metric. When you take it just to defensive play, David Comps first on the Leafs. That's wow. great. So is that X car? X defensive. Oh, nice. But Ooh. yeah, and like when you comp- I want to. Should I try to compare it to other good players in the league, or am I just gonna? You're gonna get hurt. I well, mean, I'm not. He's in the top five in the entire NHL. <laughs> Blake Coleman, Matt, Blake Coleman, Matt to Chuck, Mort Sider, JG Peugeot, and David Comp. Love it. Wow, Mort Sider up there. Wow, that's yeah, that's he's pretty been a awesome. Monster. But I mean, Comp's doing what? What? Kyle Dubas said he would do, so I gotta say I've been wrong so far. I don't want to. Yeah, there's wanna, been some hiccups along yeah. the way, and it seems like each week we're up and down with him. But hopefully, we just we find that happy middle with him. And, and I uh, think Kosh and him being together is helping both of them. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. And now hopefully Richie will. So do you want to get into Richie next quickly? Um, right now I have him overall grading as a D. I like think he's I an can't. F. Yeah. He's yeah. an F. No offense. Like mm-hmm. I think, and then Mrazek obviously incomplete. Yeah. We'll just cover that one right now. But yes, I I haven't really. I think this week he's picked it up. He's shown thrown the body a little bit more. He's gotten some scoring chances, but it's like, dude, like the opportunity he's been getting, as well as uh, like what he's being paid. It's not that much, but the production versus pay right now is just it's brutal. Yeah, it's horrible. Again, bring the numbers using evolving hockey's you know expected wins above replacement number. He's in the bottom ten in the entire NHL. Uh, so Jesus. it hasn't been good. And like, just look at his points. Like he's got three points in twenty games. Yeah. He has zero goals in twenty games. And we signed him to be. Has a goal anyone star, asked right? Don Cherry what he thinks of what Nick Ritchie is doing? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Someone please if, do if that you ask. didn't no, if if you did, dude, like he's. Don Cherry's lost it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you would but, get, here's here's his response to what it would be. I'm going to imitate him right now. Uh, you know, Richie, uh, Orangeville, Ontario. Wore a suit to the game. Wore suit to the game. Boston Bruins. And then it just drags on. I can't listen to that guy anymore. But, yeah, it's it's been horrible. Like, it's tough to point to an area of hockey that you're like, I really like what Nick Ritchie's doing here. Like, Mm -hmm. I think lately... pick out little plays Lately, he's throwing the body more. That's the... Which hopefully continues, but like, I don't know. Hasn't been... Yeah. Hasn't been good. Three three points, all assists, no goals, and he's played 46 minutes with with Marner and Tavares, and he's played 60 minutes with uh, Matthews and Marner. Marner. That's so hard to do. That's to like no extremely to have that <laughs> much really talent around you and to be a quote unquote goal scorer and not be able to score goals is like not, that's not good. Not good. F. Yeah. F, F, F. Yeah. F-. Maybe he used up all his goals in the preseason. <laughs> can I, uh, can I transition back to what I think? Were you going to talk about a defenseman? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see it. So are we going to do what, what prompt it though? Someone give me a prompt. Another player that you're going to want to give a report card. More report card? Okay, so his name is Timothy. Keep Timoth- in mind we have hockey. So okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Timoth- so, quickly, I just wanted to say Timothy Lilligan, a guy, oh, 100%. a guy who we didn't even expect to be in the lineup to start out, and we were kind of like wondering how many games he would play this year. He's gone from 
maybe being the seventh defenseman to now being for sure in the lineup. In my eyes, he should be in the lineup every single game. He Deserving is to be in the lineup. Absolutely. Yeah. He is clear-cut in our, in our top five defensemen. Um, he's, he's done fantastic. He's... Sorry, let me. Just, he's, he's passing the puck extremely well. His defensive numbers have been solid. Like he, he's very responsible. You're seeing very few gaffes in his own zone, especially like with his defensive. I think he's got to work on his active stick and breaking up plays with that. However, his defensive coverage is terrific, and you see him out there actually like like his reads are ter- are tremendous. Fantastic. And when him and Sandin are working in the zone together, an offensive zone together, I oh, yeah. I love it. It's like it. You're going to see some goals coming. Exactly. It's coming. He's ripping the puck. His on ice shooting percentage is only 5% right now, which is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, he plays. He's playing like just little stats that people will like 14 minutes a night over 12 games. And he's he's controlling 63% of the expected goals. Yep. He's doing he's exceeded all my expectations about what Timothy Lilligan would whatever the be Leafs at, have so. exceeded my expectations in terms of how much he would play, yeah. which is awesome. So. I've, I've always liked his game. I've spoken nothing but good things. However, our, our view was if you're not going to use him now, move him to mm-hmm. upgrade this team. Now, no. Thank now God you absolutely yeah. do not move. Him. When you look at how 22 year old Timothy Lilligan's playing project to 24 and 25 year old, he's. I think he's for sure going to be a top four defenseman in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Easily. Monster. I don't want to say top pairing because I think top pairing guys end up, it's rare. It's like a next step. But mm-hmm. like pencil this guy in for, you know, it's hard to look that far ahead. But when some of the guys that we have right now are moving on, getting old, get traded, whatever, like this guy is going to yeah. be a top and four And also defenseman. compare like when Justin Hull is under pressure, under pressure oh. in his own end versus uh, what he does with the puck versus what Timothy Logren does. It's a joke. It's night and day. It's I, night and day. I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think, Joe, you've been on Timothy Logren. Longer than most. I think you did a really good breakdown of his game in the AHL, and it's translated almost exactly to the NHL. Look at the comments, the highlights that I post of Timothy Lilgren each year. There's one guy that comments every year, actually on all of my prospect uh, videos uh, that, I, that are just highlights that I put out, and he trashes Timothy Lilgren every year. And I hope those comments are still up because I called him a loser in one of them. <laughs> Oh, I like that. But, yeah, I think Lilligren gets an A from all of us. Other than that, to just wrap up the report card thing, I think – is there anyone else that's, like, been overly good or overly bad that you want to give, like, a really good – What would you give as a grading to, say, the big four? So is that's – can we go maybe rapid-fire big four? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll start with Austin Matthews. He's B. been a, a, a B, probably. I'd like to – but that's B. not – he's been doing well, but – He's, he'll be an A-plus there soon. Yeah, B. I'd say yeah. I was, was going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think a B is fair, but I think that's going to regress towards oh, his 100%. normal yeah, A-plus. The production, yeah. I think, will come yeah. absolutely. And we're, we're starting to see that more this past week. I mean, the production absolutely did not show it, mm-hmm. but he, he, he's really starting to pick up and yeah. get back to game form. And he's doing the little things. He's changing it yep. up now, going to shave the stash, so maybe that'll – Yeah. <laughs> who knows true. what that'll do. <laughs> uh, okay, but, Mitch Marner. Uh, I'm going to say B plus because he started out pretty poorly, but then his last stretch has been fantastic to go from the first, what, five or six games only getting one point to now leading the team in points. You'd have to have a really good stretch of like 12 ish games. To, to, I'd say sorry, B Leafs, is what, sorry, not same Leafs. thing as, as Matthews B. Mm-hmm. I'd almost go B all around. I'm B just plus. Gonna, yeah. Just going to throw it out there. B all four of them. I'll say like, if you split it up, like first, third of the year f and then mm. the last two thirds a, a plus, so like yeah. let's average it. i'll say b minus i still think there's room to produce more offense oh mm-hmm. yeah 
So oh, yeah. None of them are above a point a game. No, no. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Nylander. Same for me. Same thing. Like yeah. Just it, it started off really hot. It's yeah. been the opposite of uh, Matthews Marner. Yeah. yeah. Started off really hot, and this past week was was ugly. I I'm gonna give him a B plus though because I think he's grown to a point where I trust him individually yeah. to score goals, which Absolutely. is important. Yeah, because yeah, he did do that at the beginning of the but season. He wasn't playing. I'm well. also not surprised that he's been streaky because, like, that's just kind of mm-hmm. who he's been. Exactly. So, yeah. especially yeah, if you look at every single season. There's there's points where you're just like, ah, shit. Which honestly happens with most good players. Like it's just <laughs> the way it goes. Mm-hmm. It's hockey for you. And then Tavares, you guys probably be around again. Yeah, be. exactly. And I think that's a fair characterization of the season. Like the Leafs' record is good. They've they started bad and they've come together. They've come back in a lot of games, but like no overwhelming crazy numbers like last mm-hmm. year. Like, who's your quarter season MVP? Jack Campbell, not even close. He's yeah, the, nice. I think he's the quarter season Vesna winner, no doubt about it. Yeah. Wow. He leads he's the four league. shutouts. He leads the league in or three shutouts, save percentage, yeah. goals against, and goals saved above average. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're asking, should he be on the U.S. Olympic team? Like, okay, I hope not so Canada smokes them, but like in terms of <laughs> current form, I don't know how that guy's not on the team, but. Jack Campbell. Yeah, because it's it's between him and Thatcher Demko, I think, right and now. And who's playing better right now? Jack Campbell. So. Who's, who, but who's also not playing in front of a pile of garbage? Yeah, fair. <laughs> right? Fair. I really like, I, like, I'm a big fan of Thatcher Demko. Just yeah. his, his mechanics and, like, his movement. He's so fast. He's big. And he's really good. He's going to be the number one goalie in Vancouver for the foreseeable future. But they got to put at least some competent players in front of him. Um, but anyways, yeah, Jack Campbell to me is the is the quarter season. Let's MVP. get this guy signed. Let's yeah. get this guy signed like ASAP. Like, the, 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 the dollars after each game, they just keep. I know up, we gotta up, wait for up. like a little tiny regression, then sign him quick. And then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think if you're his agent, why the heck would you sign? Like, wait, ne- no, no never. never. Like, wait till the playoffs. Imagine he get, does a Bennington run. Like, oh man, dude, just the amount of money. I know that's why you're gonna. He's gonna wait for sure. I'm not even gonna say the if. I'm not even gonna say the if. Yeah. Quarter yeah. Se- Jason, you agree? Quarter yes, season MVP is Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Jack Campbell. Done. Love it. Lock it in. Um, vanilla and favorite player of the week. For me, I, I'm gonna nominate William Nylander as the vanilla. I just wasn't. Ooh. I just wasn't. I I Stay wasn't off Twitter. I wasn't happy with his play Pittsburgh in particular. He looked almost like he was out with early mercy at, with Kapanen the night before. He was a step behind on every single. I, seriously though he was a step behind That's on like <laughs> it, it, it honestly felt like he was a step behind on every play and he had a couple of good scoring opportunities that he just hit the bar on hit the post on and, and sailed another one and the, it, it wasn't one where he had to like tuck it under the bar tight tight uh tight angle i feel like he had a lot of net to work with and he just missed so all right yeah we're at 634 games at seven so we gotta we gotta motor on uh, these. i i pierre engvall experience for me is done with the least I just, I just think i think even when you look how much he makes I, I think he should be a candidate to be shipped out in the near future especially when Ilya mikhaev comes back i mean it's i think it, I, they don't even know where to play this guy like on the fourth line i get it he helps a bit but the the cap and the you know, the, the spot dollar, could be yeah, used. Doesn't better, make sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, in terms of favorite, I think get, the goaltending. Let's do both. Waller Campbell. Who was the player of the week? They both played. Both well. of them. Honestly, Wall got a shutout. Oh, that's, like, 
tough to divide it because Wall only got that one game. Or do you want do you want to do Campbell or Campbell slash Wall the goalie? And then, I think goaltending is in as a whole you can do it. Yeah, and then Michael Bunting to me had a really good Ooh, week. He did. He did have a good week. What about Marner? Yeah. Marner had Marner a good had week, week again. Too. It seems like he's been in the conversation to pick four one, weeks in a row. One of the other Marner Bunting. What is the what, any? So our our write-ins were: Yuri Ute said favorite Marner, Vanilla Engvall. Michael Limpy said favorite Marner. Vanilla Muzzin. Uh, Stu Mills said favorite wool. Vanilla Sandine Lilgren. Interesting. Uh, Blake Sully said favorite Kasha Vanilla Hole. And Melvin Olofsson said favorite Willie Vanilla Wool. I don't know how Willie. He had zero points in three games. Like I, don't yeah. think, I think he missed. I think they, they mixed that mixed up. Mixed it up. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Pro- yeah. pro- that has to No, okay, well, it has to be because Wool can't well, be the Vanilla. You gotta <laughs> 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 we overlooked that. I think okay. So the the, po- the voters seem to think Mar- let's do Marner slash goaltending. Yeah, and then because he got half the votes there, mm-hmm. and then oh, I guess he did. And then Vanilla, I saw an Engvall there. So Engvall, and who do we put as the second one? Is it William Nylander? Why not? Let's get some. Mills is gonna oh. be so pissed, guys. Don't. Oh. No. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's do it for that All reason right. only. We're in. All Upcoming right. schedule, L.A., San Jose, Anaheim. I got to watch more of L.A. Um, I watched them against the Yotes. I think they lost in overtime that game. I didn't get to finish it, but they're a fast team. Athanasiu, Kapari, Lazat, Arvidsson, Moore, some really good players that can motor out there. The defensemen are fairly mobile. Don't jump up into the play, but they do like to let their forwards cheat a little bit, like hang out right in between where the D are, and then for, everyone in the back end knows, just send it up the ice, maybe a little icing play where they beat it out. Uh, or just a, sh- a chance off the rush, and they love to capitalize off mistakes. Something we saw, you know, off the rush and off, off mistakes. We saw them sh- beat the shit out of the Leafs earlier in this year, like that. Um, the demon. So with the Leafs, demon have to be careful with pinching, especially look at Morgan Riley had a tough goal last game with them, and then the the centers have to be aware of this as well and offer that support there too, right? I agree. I think also interesting. You, you can avenge two basically ass kickings by LA and San Jose that happened earlier this year. Right. Yeah. And then Anaheim is not the Anaheim of old. They have a lot. We talked about in the off season. This is kind of a put up or shut up for a lot of young players and they're putting it up, especially Trey Terry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I will say they're on a bit of a downturn. Now they kind of got really hot one nine in a row. Now lost two in a row, but it's, this is not an easy trip. I can't wait to watch Trevor Zegers. I know he's one of the most fun players to watch in the league, but Jason, I mean, true or false. We were thinking, Recently, these teams were good for a while, and they're on the downturn. It's not as easy anymore. No, maybe it was one or two years you had those were easier yeah. games, but mm-hmm. it's now always a struggle them. to go on that trip. I think you downgrade the expectations. Three points in six games would be a solid West Coast trip. I think that's yeah. a great, great point. Three points in six games, I think, is it? Yeah, agree. Number Agreed. just because the time zone difference too. It's it's tough, but love it, love it. Any closing remarks? No, it's been a good first quarter, as we said, on your birthday. Happy belated birthday, by the way. We mm-hmm. said we had to look back on this, how the season had gone so far. I think it was after game six. We said, put it in your calendar. If the Leafs are doing poorly on this day, mm-hmm. we panic. I don't and, think anyone's uh, panicking. Anymore, oh, so. no, 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 no. no panic. But it's a long season. Again, keep, keep that mentality. It's a mm-hmm. long season. Like, 82 games. Yep. Let's keep going. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go Leafs, go.